right, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith, here with my buddies, Chuck and John. It is a Thursday night. We are once again recording in our not normal Wednesday afternoon primetime drive time slot. Mm. Things have happened. This is one of the, I, I am busy employed maybe three weeks a year. Yeah, and this is this right. is one of them, and it was three last... weeks too many. Yeah, so last week we had the thing where we had to r- record late at night. This is also a Thursday night. I just got done playing a middle school musical. Beauty What's and the, the musical? Be- Beauty and the Beast, John. Are you the Candelabra? No, Lumiere. No. Are no. you the I'm Jerry just... Orbach voiced Candelabra? I'm just a just a piano player. That's an offensive French accent coming from Orbach. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm there, su- yes, thank you, Chuck. I'm surprised you've, you've actually seen it, John, because I know you don't watch cartoons, right? Uh, I think that actually is the last great Disney movie. Could be. It's kind of before just- it became actual cultural nihilism. <laughs> Wally is a You're episode welcome. of Black Mirror. If you think about it, Wally is short circuit. It is Ponce on Wally. It's nonsense. It is. Why is short circuit suddenly a good movie? Is that because it's computer? Are we generated. talking about? I think we're talking, about, we're, we're talking about the Fisher Stevens playing an Indian. That noise was nominated for Best Picture, and it's just short circuit without, like, the racist uh, Indian guy. Fisher, Fisher, Fisher Stevens. Stevens. Right. That's all it is. And it's just... Wait, that was Fisher Stevens? Yeah, dude. In, <gasps> short, in short circuit? I haven't seen that Did since I, just I was blow your mind? eight years old. Did and I just blow your mind? I said Indian guy, and then I think <laughs> about it, and I'm like, yeah, that's Fisher Stevens in brownface. I've, I've been to the short circuit house in Astoria, Oregon. Oh, wow. It's, one of the, it's right down the street from the Goonies house. You go check it out. The Kindergarten Cop School. Apparently they shot a lot of movies there. Damn. Kindergarten Cop's underrated classic. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's not a tuba. Behind you, I'm a cop, you idiot. We're, we're I'm a cop, Jew idiot. He says Jew idiot. <laughs> he doesn't say you idiot. He says Jew idiot. Yeah. <laughs> we're a little punchy. Republican. Little, we are little, punchy. A little punch drunk. Me and John have been drunk. No, we're drunk. Me and John have been drinking since. They've been hanging. Not also, true. It's funny. I, Not true. I, I, I was busy. Got out of this musical. Uh, the heart-wrenching middle school musical. I One of my things about being a dad. Gaston. No, I get very, like, I get embarrassingly emotional. But. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, like, like the movie, the, the play is ridiculous. Right. The songs are saccharine and maudlin, yet, like, the beast is dying. Can things and be saccharine and maudlin? That seems... Isn't it super sweet and overly emotive? Am I using those words correctly? I think you are. You just schooled me. Okay, I don't know. Thanks. I mean, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> you, you, have, you have the larger vocabulary, so I normally d- defer to you, but... That's all bull. No, so, I do, like, I find myself playing... You guys are theater nerds. Yeah, so what? what? Musical so weird, what? weirdos. Don't shame me for knowledge, Chuck. Man, y'all, oh, you twisted it on. The, the only yeah. knowledge I sh- shame Chuck for is is knowing like intimate details of pornography. Oh yeah, what's her name again? Uh, Jenna Jameson. I don't know what you're talking Jen about. Jenna Jameson. Oh, uh, Peter North. What are we doing right now? We're, Peter we're, North. We're, 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 I was explaining that we're <laughs> a little. I was going to see Punch Drunk, two thirds drunk drunk. Yeah. Uh, it's just Cheers, late at John. night. I, hey, to- oh. I told them getting home from this musical where I got hot eyes a few times, even though I've run through it, you know, dozens of times. Uh, all my, all the songs I know are all, what do you call them? Feet. What is that? Little Mermaid. Oh, that's Little Mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Flipping your fins, you don't get too Feet. far. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. What do you call them? What's that word again? Feet. What's that word? That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm pretty good, guys. If we ever go to the trivia and need the musical category, I'm actually pretty good at that. <laughs> my sister watched Cinderella endlessly. 
Cinderella, Cinderella. Just endless. We are the, the Venn diagram of NBA hardcore NBA fans and musical Disney number you know fans. Well, so Chuck, you know who's turned back into a pumpkin, Chuck? <laughs> Do you know who's turned back into a pumpkin? The Atlanta Hawks. Oh, here we go. Have turned back there into we a go. pumpkin. Can we just run the whole episode as the a Los big Angeles Lakers? Disney, I think they have turned film. back into a pumpkin. Yeah, you can do a whole Disney film like every team has to. What do you, what's that word again, Keith? <laughs> Street. Street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I wish there was. There, there is. What's the NBA team where it, uh, a beautiful enchantress came and turned the whole King Cake Baby New Orleans Pelicans? Turn, yeah, yeah. So the, the, <laughs> Pel- the Pelicans have been turned into a Jesus. castle where everyone turns into an inanimate object, right? And they just need Anthony Davis to find him someone to love him. Yeah. Maybe it's Alvin Gentry. I don't know. I don't know. Dropping that sweet Fleetwood Mac reference. Or no, it's no, offensive no. To me that, it's offensive airplane. to me that all the servants are also cursed. Right. What did they do? Yeah, it's like this really... Rig- and this, this shows when you wa- rewatch... There, that's his property. When, yeah, <laughs> when you rewatch Beauty property. and the Beast as a grown adult with maybe left-leaning tendencies, and you're right. like, wait a minute, why are all the servants getting turned into clocks and, and candles? Right. Like, like yeah. They, they were, were terrible homicide detectives. No, and, 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 and in the musical, they're like, it's our fault, too, for giving him whatever he wanted, just whatever he demanded. Nice. So it's, yeah. Jerry, it's like he would have flogged you. It's yeah. Jerry Orbach, Angela Lansbury, and then whose chip is it? I don't know in the actual in the actual. Who is I it think it's Jonathan Taylor Thomas. JT squared. Oh, yeah. Probably. Did was. he hang himself? No, that's Jonathan Brandis. That's Jonathan Brandis. That's, that's from Ladybugs. Mess around with a. <laughs> well, well, you're, you're Rodney life, Dangerfield in a yeah. talking dolphin. Once you work with Rodney Dangerfield, it's all downhill. So there was more than just a teacup and a teapot and a candelabra, though, right? Yeah, yeah there was a sexy. There was a sexy duster. Sexy duster. French duster. Uh, that one. Jessica Rabbit. Oh yeah. Yeah, a little but Jessica a, Rabbit. <laughs> Jessica Rabbit, the duster. Yeah. Well, anyway, this opening six minutes Sorry. Uh, is a good is a good example of why shout we re- out Michael Eads of of why we record in the morning in the afternoons generally. Yeah. Because because uh, slowly unhinged. I, I got back and was like, guys, I need you to carry me. I've been working. Haven't got to do all my notes. And we laughed. And, and, and you guys were like, well, been working. Well, we've been drinking since regular podcast time, so <laughs> we, we didn't know what else to do. Yeah, we, we would have been way more prepared if we did this eight hours ago. <laughs> I've already forgotten all my segments. So, mm-hmm. so anyway, uh, gentlemen, yeah, turn back the clock. Did you have breakfast? You bet your little nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, John. I went to Charlie Bob's. Recently oh. valued at like three million dollars. Apparently, things gone. This is a good one. So I get the, it's like the equivalent of the Uncle Herschel's, but it's uh, a piece of ham. But the thing I like about the Charlie Bob's ham is the bone is still in there. Bone in ham. Mm. You don't hear that often. Bone in. It's a, it's a sliver of bone, but it's bone nonetheless. Mm-hmm. So I had my, I had my ham, had my bacon, you know, but all parts of the pig. I had my. The Trinity. Eggy wags. Eggy wags. I didn't do it. I didn't do a. Sometimes I get a side of sausage when I really right. want to punish myself. But the big deal was. Um, How'd you take so your eggs? I'm over medium. Okay. I don't trust over easy sometimes because then sometimes I feel like you're just going to crack an egg over my head. And that's okay. not great for me. But um, <laughs> so I get this. And hash browns is like the centerpiece for me. I don't know about you guys, but breakfast for me is about dipping things in eggs and hash browns. Those are the two things. That's breakfast. Makes... Breakfast for me is solely a isolated protein and or sugary pastry something. <laughs> it's like a, 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 like like hash browns, biscuits, 
that's just filler that I have no palate for in the morning. But when they bring the food to me this morning, sure. uh, she brings all the accoutrement I've said besides the hash browns, but in the center is the hash brown, the centerpiece. It just looks like actual gray brains. Yeah. And when <laughs> and when she set it down, it, me and another guy both got hash browns. She goes, if that doesn't look right to y'all, let me know. <laughs> Try the gray stuff. It's delicious. <laughs> and and I, I reflexively went, what the hell does that mean? As she scooted <laughs> away. And then we all uh, laughed raucously. And then it could have been like a, a a cheesecake, like the most delicious thing in the world. Once someone says that to you while they're handing it to you, no way you can enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Kind of ruins, kind of ruins the moment. So I had uh, brains. Yeah. Yummy. In toto. Long good. story short. I went to McDonald's because I got the McDonald's app on my phone. Oh, does that require a human interaction? Yeah. Oh, it's too bad. Burger King and is what way I don't, ahead. Yeah. What I don't like about it either is I have to give them my phone to get the coupon off the app. But I had buy one, get one free uh, bacon, egg, and cheese sausage biscuit. Damn, girl. No, it was a <laughs> bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. Not sausage. It was just bacon, egg, and cheese. <laughs> yeah, you got to blow one. my mind. <laughs> yeah. like, I didn't add sausage. That's actually my next move. I'll go add sausage to the bacon, egg, and cheese. I don't see why not. And probably see if they can give me a little chicken patty from the southern chicken biscuit. Which is an incredible um, McDonald's item, the Southern Chicken Biscuit. What well, makes it Southern? Is there pepper on it? No, the chicken takes lemony. Lemony? Yeah. That's little... not so. That's Greek. You're right. I call <laughs> I call bull hockey. Well, it tastes good. But yeah, uh, that was my breakfast. I had the two-for-one bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit from Keith Mickey, had Mickey Skittles. D's. Next segment. I had, I had <laughs> leftover. I wish I had Skittles. I had leftover... Chipotle burrito. Oh. Uh, Actually, uh, busy day. I hit for the Chipotle cycle. Ooh. What does that mean? Breakfast, lunch, dinner. No way. A little leftover. I think you're a virgin again now. I got a... Uh, my lunch burrito was amazing. Dinner what? burrito was horrible. Damn. Still what? half eaten. Wait, what? why? Uh, they, they just so, What'd they do? The layer Was the layering wrong? Chipotle, you know, they're like my favorite. They're my favorite casual fast place. Right. Eat there all the time. But like they screw it up, you know, eight percent of the time. Is like, it a layering issue or like sometimes a, the ingredients or bottom are of the wrong. tray? So sometimes the ingredients are wrong. You're like, oh, you put way too much salt in this, which happens a good bit. Got it. Sometimes like, you, oh, you let something out of the sauce. I don't know what it is. I'm not that attuned to what flavors are. Oh, but uh, no, today's was uh, just uh, the mixture was poor. Too much rice, too much cheese, and uh, they didn't, too much cheese. Inconceivable. They didn't steam my tortilla long enough. A little, little which wasn't very, no, all of it. Not very palatable. Good God, Keith! They didn't steam your tortilla enough. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You sound like Ivanka. <laughs> speaking of speaking of things, they should apologize for. After our breakfast, we move on to our breakfast in bed apologies. This is often the first time we talk about the NBA. Does anyone have anything they need to apologize for? You know what, Miami Heat? I'm sorry that I didn't relish your win streak. Um, you feel like you didn't live it up? I think I got excited around eight games, and I should have been more excited at three because we uh, lost to the Sixers in Magic in consecutive outings. But then you bounced back against the Rockets. I know, mm. and that gave me a little love. But, if you know, it made me, when we lost those two games, I went back to going, oh, yeah, we're... Ugh. I I want to know... What is an average Heat fan's favorite player now? First, I think you're looking at Dion Waiters. Like you're like okay, you're interesting. Yeah, I mean Whiteside. Everybody what is loves your Whiteside. informed Heat fan's favorite player now? Dragic. 
like no doubt. Well, Dragic is the best Heat player he right is. now. Who is an all-star snub. I think either. I'm, I'm going to guess, and I am very biased. I'm going to guess uh, Heat fans' favorite player right now is James either. James Johnson. James Johnson or Deion Waiters or Tyler Johnson. Yeah. Because that guy's amazing. Yeah. James Johnson is uh, an incredible human being who. Uh, is a second degree black belt. Blood second sport. Dan. And he, uh, funny story, he was on the Dan Levitard show and was talking about the only Damn two. Damn what? Only two players he is afraid of in the NBA or wouldn't start no with. And it's uh, Zebo and TA. That's really, that's really real. Yeah. For Keith and I, that's really, really That's a real. man who knows those two dudes too as he played in Memphis with them. I still have hopes for a, a Grizzlies last second trade deadline. He's so good. Bring him back. I mean, it. Here's all you need to know about how good James Johnson has been. I played that stupid video game, NBA 2K, and I traded uh, like Kimba Walker for James Johnson. <laughs> he's, he's that good now. He's incredible, man. Kimba Walker's falling off a cliff, so maybe it was. Yeah. And apparently he can kick a basketball that's been wedgied oh, yeah, yeah, off that, the rim. Well, that was one of the, well, that's one of his breakthrough into the NBA things is he could do a round – is it a roundhouse? He could do a kick, a jump kick where he puts his foot on the rim. On the rim. I call yeah. them Hadoukens. <laughs> or tuck, 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 tuck. <laughs> so you, apo- you, you, you apologize for not uh not only, dog. i just didn't get over here because it's the longest win streak in the nba this year it's it's the longest you know, win streak ever by a team with a losing record really and it's just one of those like feel yeah. good like, it's almost as if a losing streak precipitated the winning streak they were so bad i mean it's hard it's hard so to win 13 games and still be losing right. to, win, to win 13 in a row and, and still, and be still have a losing record <laughs> so yeah but they're you know a stone throw from the uh from the eight seed they couldn't make it to the seven seed which i need funny. and they're still i need that Cavs. but I, I also blame some of your lack of enjoyment on the nba and its horrible rules about the lottery system yeah and not even knowing if you're supposed to be cheering for your team to win yeah yeah, it just it's gives a you messed, a little. It's, it's a messed up system. But yeah, I'd rather be you know in the middle of the pack and in the playoffs than a you know top ten pick. That's because you have class. You're a Miami Heat man. Yeah, but you have yeah. a winning organization. You build culture. But what's great about that win streak? There's seven players, no, eight players on that team that was in the D League in their career, and that I think speaks a lot. You mean we, the G League, the, the new G G G G G Unit League, Gatorade League. Yeah, so they were, you know, they take a lot of of the uh, the scraps from the NBA, and and Coach Bolster's doing a great job getting those guys uh, to play to the highest potential, and it's amazing. It's, it's a great of story. Is for it the amazing season. or is it simply mediocre? I mean, thirteen in a row isn't mediocre. Let's, that's a, let's, that's a, let's that's look at the bigger picture. Don't be a poo putt, John. They are, let me enjoy it. I know what you're doing right now, Drunky McGee. Don't make uh-oh. me. I'm sorry. Slashing out. Don't lash out. Don't <laughs> lash out. John, do you have anything you need to apologize for? I would like to apologize to Dwayne Casey for apologizing to Dwayne Casey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. You garbage coach. You got called out by Kyle Lowry. If Serge Ibaka doesn't save you, nothing will. I rescind my apology. You did finally apologize. That's that is Raptors fans. Isn't that the most? That is the thing. That's the most me apology ever. I finally apologized, and then I was right. The only time I was right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So you can blame all of the Toronto Raptors problems on John Burr's stubbornness. Finally, <laughs> finally giving way. You finally. I was shamed into you it. Fi- you finally apologized to Dwayne Casey because the Raptors were doing so well, and they have spiraled out of control uncontrollably. The it's, universe has knocked off kilter. It's perverse. 
They're pretty. I thought they were going to lose to the to the Hornets, who might be the worst team in the NBA. But they, sorry, they, they, did, they did pull I'm it sorry. Um, uh, little Keith likes to claim Nikola Jokic, but Keith's real child, Steve Clifford. <laughs> <laughs> I've disowned Steve Clifford. I was watching them play the the was it the Toronto Huskies on uh, like on Wednesday night. The Yukon Gino Ariamas. <laughs> My little Chase buddy Budinger came down uh, and looked at the TV and just said, "Puppy dog." <laughs> When he saw the court, I'm like, that's right. Did you start whipping uncontrollably? Good job, son. No, uh, <laughs> but he does now say no basketball when I turn the television on. Oh, Whoa, that's so dark. <laughs> it is. It's pretty dark. Is that yeah. what your wife says, too? No, we're not speaking. <laughs> um, we're, uh, we're in February of uh, NBA season. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're not. Yeah, you guys don't. Yeah, you got to give it a couple months to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's good he disappears. This is too real, guys. It's refreshing for the marriage. You're gonna, edit, uh, you're gonna edit all this out, right? Yeah. <laughs> My apology goes to John Ish Smith. Oh, oh! hashtag Ish plays all Ish plays thirty. Ish plays thirty. Ish Smith of the popular hashtag Ish plays thirty, <laughs> which we started. This I, is garbage. This is a surrogate get. This is a surrogate best. This is an additional best for Keith. He loves. No, he loves this is his apology. I multiple times. You can go back into our annals, and and you can find where I said that his offseason free agent signing by the Pistons was terrible. Mm-hmm. Like I don't remember what he got paid. It was like three year, eighteen million dollars, and I'm like, this is the guy who fills in on bad I think teams. You mispronounced uh, Reggie Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's. A, I'm not saying he's better than Reggie Jackson. Yes, you are. But and you're P- right. But the Pistons aren't better when Reggie Jackson plays. Well, he's closing out games. Uh, yeah. You know, they had Ishmith on the court instead of Reggie against, I forget who, this week. But Reggie Jackson has really struggled, is not, um, you know, like the Pistons are now stuck with, we're not sure if Drummond's the guy we want to build around right. or Reggie Jackson. Yeah. Well, look. But Ishmith, his contract is definitely worth it. Yeah. It's totally going to be a good value. And I actually thought, I called it out specifically like a couple times saying, you know, we, we said there was no bad contracts, but I think this actually is. because Sure. Think, yeah. I think he's not that good, but, like... Would you rather have I Reggie, was, City of God, Jackson, and his enormous contract, or would you rather have Ish Smith and his perfectly reasonable contract? They're both just stopgaps, right? Right. But, yeah, Ish Smith seems like a stopgap who could be this change of pace backup, which he is, and I didn't even think he was that good. So I apologize, Ish Smith. Even though I've watched you so much, it still shows I still can't learn. I'm just excited about Ish Smith being uh, better than Schmush Parker. <laughs> well, that was an upset. We did not see that one coming. <laughs> Ish over Schmush. Ish right. over Schmush. Well, those were our breakfast in bed apologies. Before we get to our steak and eggs best things, I want to remind you guys in the month of February, we are giving you the opportunity to write a five-star iTunes review, and we will read it on air. Write whatever you want, and we will read it. We have another one for Bonus you to read. Bonus points if you shame Chuck almost to death. The last one was pretty amazing shame. Well, this one is from Dusty Mob Loves FBB. Hmm. And uh, it's... Dusty Mod. All right. Mod. Mod. Yes, but Mod. Mod. By, by Kovic. C-O-O-V-G. Musicals. I'm Dusty Mod. I play bass in an roots rock and roll band called Dusty Mod's Do the Dishes featuring Dusty Mod. The drummer is named Flames. He is not a good drummer. The lead guitarist is named Jody Key. He is okay, but I'm afraid that he is in love with Jimmy Sunshine, who plays rhythm guitar. What? We never play shows. We only practice. Once we had a show scheduled at the Stop and Shop, but the manager refused to move the popcorn machine, so we had no room to set up, and we had to cancel the show. 
All this makes me bitter and depressed. Plus, my knee brace no longer fits properly. However, I find happiness and laughter when I listen to Fast Break Breakfast. So keep up the good work, and I will keep on rocking, despite my bad attitude and severe hemorrhoids. Wow. So thank you, Dusty Mod. Thank you for the five-star review. Was that a child? Did a child write that? <sighs> hemorrhoids, dog. No way. Okay. So like a, it was that a was... truck driver and or a professional wrestler. Hemorrhoids are, well, the one thing. Do you guys have hemorrhoids, either of you? The, the, the hemorrhoids. Well, we all have hemorrhoids. hemorrhoids. Yes. Do you have inflamed hemorrhoids? Not right now. Not right now. No. Uh, Everyone the... in my band besides me has inflamed <laughs> hemorrhoids. Do you want to know why? I don't know why. This is the most glorious thing Beer that cheese. I've ever done. Because you guys sat and played PlayStation all day for like three days in a row? Check this out. You're going to love this. So <laughs> <laughs> they all would sit upright in the van. We had a 15-passenger van. We would go on tour, and they would sit upright with their, uh, I guess, hemorrhoids planted to the seat. I had my own bench seat and would sleep at all times. I gave my entire band hemorrhoids. By yeah. sleeping and having my own bench seat. Because they, they were just up. seated upright the whole time? The yeah. whole time. Yeah, a little, but little rocky suspension on whole, that bus. Much the like time. Buzz John, I think hemorrhoids are hilarious to a 12-year-old. Yeah. So I think that's why I think maybe a 12-year-old wrote it. The only evidence I don't the think contrary they're, I don't think they're hilarious. is I'm in a band that only practices and doesn't play out. That's more of like a grown-up joke. Yeah, I thought funny. they were. I thought that might have been somebody who knew you trolling you. But that's no. That could, that, that could be. I've been in. I've been in exclusively bands that don't play out. <laughs> we just, I've seen. Uh, I saw your Halloween band. Oh yeah, that was fun. We play. Uh, awesome. one, we you were play, dressed as uh, what's his nuts? Heisenberg. Yep. We play. Uh, we play one. We play every Halloween every four years. <laughs> so it's coming. That up. sounds great, Keith. What <laughs> version of Heisenberg are we talking? Like hat, he had the he had the, the bowler hat, on the... full hazmat suit, oh, really? shaved head, goatee. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was... So there's different kinds. I mean, bowler hat. Uh, uh, Look me in my eye. He looks like Heisenberg it when he was, does it. I was wearing hazmat, and actually, the guy whose band it was, the guy who wrote the songs, Josh, he actually was dressed as the 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 hat. Right. Oh, so that we were two. There was two Heisenberg. I was. I was. I was. The Heisenberg. rhythm section was Heisenberg. Anyway, uh, so you guys out there, write those iTunes reviews, and we will read them on air as long as they're not horribly offensive. All right, and now for our steak and eggs, best thing. What's the best thing you saw in the last week? Well, I hate to bring it back to Miami Heat, but uh, the good luck. Do you hate to bring it back to Miami? That's all I really can talk about. It is a big story for once. Shane Battier. Oh, this is this is he's he's like now this. been signed to the front office of the Miami Heat, which I thought Shane Battier. You guys been big. You guys Whoa. build winning culture. Winning culture. Keith has one beer, and he's I am bilious. I am three ounces in. <laughs> <laughs> uncontrolled, uncontrollably. Yeah. So Shane Battier. I'm thrilled that you guys hired a Sharpay to run your front office. Great. His head is so wrinkledy. But you've gone from a mongoose to a Sharpay. I do like it. It kind of builds to that uh, lore of the Heat Lifer thing that uh, Pat Riley's kept around Udonis Haslam for. What did he play like three years there? Yeah, That's but he won that. He won that chip with us though. Hit those six threes. He was a baller against the. When you're right, you're Thunder, right. Thunder, I think. Thunder that year. KD name dropped. Uh... Uh, old old Battier this week actually. Oh, he did on the pod as as, as a great addition as as the re not the reason but a reason that the uh, Thunder got trounced. Yeah, he's a uh, he's it's a good signing and I'm glad to see my my beloved hate to be a homer, but a beloved you, I can't be anything else. I don't know how to be objective. You uh, although 
you swung pretty hard to the Grizzlies a couple weeks ago, and this 13-game win streak you have has no sucked idea. you all the way back well, over. Well, I mean, I can have dual. I mean, they're, it's Eastern Western Conference teams. I can have dual loyalties. You're gonna, can, you can have dual, but like your passport from two countries. You, you've been slandering Dwayne Wade. Your Miami Heat fire almost totally went out. I'm allowed to slander Dwayne Wade. He left my he team. He gave you herpes? <laughs> oh. Sorry, dog. <laughs> my bad. Allegedly. My, oh. best, my best thing, since we're staying on brand... My best thing is my boy Nikola Jokic put up a stat line we've never seen before ever. You talking he, about Brook Lopez? No, well, Lo, Brolo did as well. First player to have eight blocks and six threes in a game. Shout no, out Slack Chat. Uh, <laughs> going into the, as far as back as basketball reference goes, the 83-84 season, no one has ever had 21 rebounds and 12 assists. He also threw in uh, 17 points, but no one's had uh, the most rebounds ever by a guy with 12 assists was 21 which Jokic had. So finally getting that play in time, finally throwing up a couple triple doubles. Nuggets are playing, you know, 600 ball. Once they put it in the starting lineup, it's fun to watch. So my full-grown son, Nick Jokic, very excited. Uh, let's talk about this full-grown son thing. How, where did this come from? I don't know. Good talk. All right. <laughs> What's your best thing, John? Well, it was going to be that Nuggets game, but I feel like we've tread on it now. Which one? Oh, the... Against- Against the Warriors. Oh yeah, the the war. Yeah. Oh, and uh, yeah, Sweet I, baby Jesus. I guess that 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 adds to it that it was against another record tying performance. They had twenty four three pointers. Mm-hmm. Followed it up with a listless performance with their newly acquired nameless Plumley. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the best is just the guy, the man, Masai Ujiri. Oh yeah, swinging swinging the Ibaka trade, swindling the Magic yet again. I feel like the magic, this trade just seemed to be like a normal paying point. Like, I don't feel like Ujiri got away with anything. Like I, he, I just feel like he got, because everyone knew that Raptors are going to have to make a move, especially after Cal Lowry's comments and just general, like, this seems like the, their time to give it, a, give it their all. Right. I feel like they got, you know, like, instead of, usually a trade like that, you get raked over the coals to get a starter. When you're a contender, and I don't think they did. Like, no. no, I think it's even. But I think big picture with the Magic, the, the where it looks dumb is that the they traded Oladipo, Ersan Ilyasova, yeah, uh, Sabonis Junior, who's he's not great, but he's starting. Wide view looks really bad. I mean, and, and they traded him for Terrence Ross. You, you uh, traded all those guys for Terrence Ross. I think. I think the one thing Ujiri pulled off that I think is slightly embarrassing for the Magic was him doing the worst of the Raptors or picks. Clippers picks. Yeah. Like it seems like Orlando could have swung the better. Yeah. Of those two, but at this point, it's like the Magic desperately need a scoring wing, a capable yeah. NBA scoring wing, and that's what Terrence Ross is. Right. We we should talk about like why the Magic caved in so early as well. Well, I mean, I mean Ibaka is not resigning to that I don't, team. They are. I don't think there's any suitors. The I values th- change though as the trade deadline withers. I really, I, man, I really think it was one of those where this is literally what we need. Let's let's right. be let's be grown ups about it. Not well, that, and, I mean, big picture. No though, one needs Terrence Ross except for a three point contest and a dunk contest at the same time. 
But that's that's exactly. That, I mean, Orlando needed a wing. They have they're, a glut they're, they're of power forward. C.J. Watson minutes that his Achilles can't handle. Uh, right. C.J. Watson is their starting point guard. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's out with an Achilles. Yeah, which is his <laughs> middle name. So the, the did Jeff Green's play in minutes at the two or right. Aaron Gordon? Like they that's, need guys who could just fill it up. But that's not. Like, and he signed Jeff Green isn't a roster issue. That's a coaching issue. Like that. Well, that's a roster issue. It's one of those you can't. NBA yeah. coaches are impotent with him to not play. Him, yeah. so that's totally Rob Hennigan providing him. And we all love Vucci Main, but he's not running a you know pick and roll offense. That's maybe like, this finally slides. Uh, that's like my son wants to play small with small forward Aaron Gordon out of the yeah. small forward spot. I was right. going to say my son wants to play with a knife, but I don't give him one. No, because I don't better play knifey spoon. Because I'm I'm a better GM than Rob Hennigan. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so I I think that you know it's always Otis water on the bridge. The Magic did fine. I guess Hugh Jerry did all right, getting the, the man he needed, and maybe the Toronto Huskies will be able to turn their season around. That, that leads me to another discussion. Who do you guys, if it's not Masai, I think Masai Ujiri is the best GM in the game. I think we've had two different places it, to watch him work. Who do you like more? Because I mean, you don't agree. It's well, I think it's hard. To, it's hard to say. Everything works under so. It's hard to compare apples to apples with different GMs. Right. I think the circumstances is, is are so Bob, different. Bob Myers, the the GM for the Warriors, like he's done all right. Like, right. He ended up getting the like the Iguodala. He he traded those to clear the cap space. You know, unloaded those thirtieth picks to like the Jazz to get rid of the unwanted contracts I mean, to make room the, for Iguodala, and then he brought in you know Durant. One of the biggest you know moves. Uh, really league affecting was when uh Kevin Love was traded uh by the Cavs GM LeBron James. Yeah. So <laughs> Chuck makes a good point. You know, so that yeah, that's a you know, I mean you gotta say Pat Riley. That's interesting. He's uh, probably he's probably look at what Andrew Pat, Wiggins just scored forty points back to back against good teams. Like right. who really won that trade? Like well long term we don't know yet. I mean I think I it's think. easier I think it's easier to point out the terrible ones. Right. Like oh yeah. But then, because it, it's weird, like year by year, we, we all thought Neil O'Shea did, did awesome for Portland, but then this year has been kind of rough, although now he's well, traded again, so maybe he's doing fine. Well, right. look, I think what we witnessed in Portland was like, we talked about this in podcast past, it was more of a stealth rebuild. rebuild. It's It wasn't an actual rebuild. Like, they didn't get that much better, it was just... It, it was kind of a, a con. Yeah, but look where they're at now. This loaded they're all messed draft. Up. Well, this they, loaded they draft. They kind of need have, to be bad. Yeah, but they have three draft picks this right. year in a, in a draft that's supposed to be really. And loaded. maybe they'll package one of those before. The I, de- I still think the Blazers up. front office is good. Yeah. No, I think I, I don't think there's not much evidence against them being good. It's just saying they just did questionable right. moves most recently. Let's move. Let's move to our cream of wheat, gentlemen. The opposite of steak and eggs. The cream of wheat. What's the worst thing you saw in the last week? Speaking of crappy GMs, um, yes, Phil Jackson and the Knicks. Uh, oh, he's one of the bad ones, John. Yeah, he, <laughs> uh, and and also this uh, news comes out that <laughs> the Charles Oakley was uh, no, he is banned for life from any game at Madison Square Not Garden. Anymore. Is that over? Oh yeah. no, no, it's over. Ban rescinded. It's been rescinded. Yeah, yeah. 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 So 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 banned for life. Yeah, was announced, and then they fired a PR guy because the head of security. The, the the Knicks PR is on Twitter, like the verified PRs on Twitter, and they're like sending out screen caps of the notepad, like your iPhone notepad. These just ridiculous things, like a UFC fighter talking all about. They're they're all this, they're slandering Charles Oakley, Ugh. being like this large black man has an alcohol problem. And you're like, this shouldn't be coming from the PR. Why did no. he say that? Uh, uh, no, that's basically what, that's what they said. Framing. And then, and then, but then, 
Uh, then it, it got undone because Adam Silver and Michael Jordan called them up. They called up Jimmy Dolan. You sure it's not because the uh, Jimmy Dolan sat next to like Vin Baker and Latrell? No, that's Sprewell. the strangest thing. So <laughs> then, so James Dolan pays Latrell Sprewell to come sit by him. He's cool. like, hey, how's how's the old Milwaukee doing? Uh, I'll I'll give you you know four hundred grand to come to this game and do a PR sitting beside me. But literally, the fact that Adam Silver called James Dolan and had Michael Jordan on speakerphone, who I assume was just going, you know, hey, Oak's my best friend. He runs my poker games. <laughs> I think he was more just going, Donald <laughs> Sterling, <laughs> like 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 literally like they strong armed James Dolan into being like, hey, I've made everything's okay. I look forward to honoring Charles Oakley in this thing. Like, Oak, like Silver had to pull out his old. What what was his what was his gambler? Oak kill Kevin McHale. Oh, Adam Silver. Uh, it was uh, what was his what knuckles something? Knuckles. Oh. Knuckles Silver. Wait, go get me some beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but he he's going he's going back to his days of the, the conspiracy theory of, of him running those those gambling rings with a. Well, when we we had that conspiracy, we need to we need to have like a dossier of conspiracies. We just pull up. Oh no, it's I it, forget. It's it's hidden on a private section of it's our, been our, our of our website. Oh, it's been redacted. <laughs> you, have to, you, have to, you have to know the uh, password. My uh, my worst thing is I'm ready for this. I was gonna I was gonna do like John. I'm gonna stick with Nikola Jokic. <laughs> Rejected. <laughs> Murdered in broad daylight by oh, Andrew Wiggins. He was Andrew Wiggins has been nasty. Disemboweled. Lately. I kind of gave up on Andrew Wiggins. It's like maybe he's not that super good. Me I too. do too, man. But then like it, like the pendulum has swung back, yeah. and you're like, oh, but he is 22. He's right. a strange player. Yeah, he like he hits all his shots. He doesn't ever get rebounds or steals or blocks. Yeah, like he just can't do it. Right. Despite being the most athletic player on the floor at all times. Yeah, mm-hmm. and rangy. I would like to see his deflections numbers though. He literally doesn't get deflections. It's one of those things where it was one of the things that was so bad about him coming out of college that all the advanced analytic numbers people were saying that this is a, like steals and deflections are a thing that is a, normally a good sign of a prospect. And right. the fact that he just cannot get any is bizarre. And that's why he was always modeled to it's being strange like not that good. Considering his athleticism. If I said well. that wrong, I'm sorry. Someone smarter tell me what I got that wrong about. Uh, but that, that's, that's what I got. You deflected it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he's like a rangy guy who looks like he'd be a great defender, and he's not. Right, he's and he's one of the reasons like we think that the Wolves should be better than they are because they look they do so many offensive things that looked awesome. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, but that guy maybe isn't helping. I don't know. Yeah, but he's twenty two. He's twenty two, and that you know the defensive side of it. While the athleticism is important, it's concentration. It's and and you know ingesting and figuring out Thibodeau's system, which I think has kind of set him back because this is a complex, you know, a lot of switching and stuff like that. So I think I his s- head's not in the game. And he's got to, he's got to, his brain's finally catching up with his body. And I think it's shown on the offensive end, but I think eventually it'll happen. They need to put defense. in Neman uh, Bielitsa, it's a boy. It's a boy, yeah. And then they'll, they'll, they'll get those, they'll get those switches right. You got, I mean, I cannot watch the Los Angeles Lakers play basketball. Oh my God, they're so bad. Uh, that's your worst thing, John? They're the Los Angeles Lakers. The worst things. <laughs> yeah, we didn't mention Mitch Kup- Kupchak Lakers. as the, Oh, this is an awful team. Well, it's not just that the Lakers. Lakers are falling apart. It's not just the Lakers. It's the whole bringing in magic to try to save face. Oh, That's, he's been, guys, he's been learning the CBA. Don't worry. Yeah. He's been studying up on the CBA. Watching him maneuver. Oh, man. The interwubs is giving me gas. <laughs> I, I just, I don't, I don't have a lot of like, uh, we we've we've poo pooed the the Knicks to a degree that's almost you know piling on. When honestly, 
Porzingis is worth his weight in gold compared to their rookies. Yeah, there's no. I take one Porzingis over all of their rookies. No, really, there's not a lot to be excited about. Nope. Lakers. I mean, I mean, like, it's hard to get fired up. Hell, get I a think top. Willie Hernan Gomez over their rookies. <laughs> oh, man. He's so good. He's so good looking, too. Man. The, the long the, and short big, of the... Big week for the Hernan Gomez boys. The boys. Juancho. Lining it up. But no, no, like, the Lakers young guys, like Brandon Ingram, like, I don't know. He's still trash. But, like, you know... Jack early, Skellington. <laughs> er, er, early returns are not good. Like, D'Angelo Russell's like, meh. Julius Randle's Angel Russell's like, tall. I'll give him like, that. Eh. He's a walking double double though. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of cool, but, but he's like, not. He's not a, a building block. He's more of like a fantastic role player. Right? I like think a, I would he, rather have Marcus Smart than D'Angelo Russell. I feel like shots fired. Oh, Marcus Smart. Marcus nice. Smart had like what seven steals or something. Yeah, that he's night. like trip dubs. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So that's that's legit. The Lakers are just losing, losing, losing all their games. I'm, ner- can, I'm nervous for them. They have and hope. with Magic Johnson taking over. Have, Jesus. Well, at least, at least with Magic, uh, if it goes well in the front office as the uh, Magic Hour went, um, his late night talk show that was on the air for th- oh, th- three weeks, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was the musical director for that? Sheena E. Mm. Or Sheila E. I don't, don't worry about it. Anyway, they, uh, yeah, I mean, they have a chance to not lose that uh, first round. Sheena Easton. Sheila they get the hate. The way things are looking up for them is they do have eye on the prize. It looks like they are skidding out this season, yeah, and they're going to be in. A and top I assume three they're pick. giving away Lou Williams, which actually might hurt them because he's caustic to whatever they're doing. Well, yeah, like they're yeah. All, they, like, he's the reason they're so poor. Like, like him, him getting all his numbers is like helping them lose, and they want to keep losing. Right. But eye on the prize, it looks like they're going to keep this big pick and then keep their, their two years away pick. Right. So that's 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 good for the health. He's the captain now. Long term of the health of the franchise. Yeah, but it's uh, it's interesting. There's three, four franchises lost money last year. It was New York, L.A., Cleveland, and the Pelicans. So you got you know Tom Benson. I don't know if New Orleans can uh, sustain a NBA team just with their population. And New York and LA are supposed to be you know flagship he, he's franchises. Also, the Pelicans are going to be the only team like refusing to. I assume they're going to be refusing to buy a D League team. Like er, every other team is going to have a D League team, and Tom Benson's going to be like, nope, not nah, doing fam. it. Ah, like chillin'. I'm not not wasting money on that. Here's some king cake baby nightmares instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, well, those were our cream of wheat worst of weeks. Hassan Whiteside cocks it back to Waffle House presents scattered smothered covered thoughts. What else do we have going on? Uh, Tracy McGrady on television is awful. You've seen the jump. Have you seen his hammer pants? I like Rachel Nichols a lot. I love Rachel Nichols. She's awesome. And She's they have beautiful. Zach Lowe on there. Zach Lowe? Zach Lowe. And then Tracy McGrady, who I, I think he asked uh, Jason Terry if he was a blood or crip. His uh, commentary, it's like I have a couple friends that work for Comcast, and we text about basketball, hmm. and they're from Florida. And he has, of course, s- they are. They have similar. He has similar, uh, similar opinions to guys who've uh, never played a game of NBA basketball. When it comes to like what players should do, you gotta just take over the game. You gotta just. He was a guy that was famous for not practicing or warming up, and just showing up and being able to drop forty, like right. Just sitting around, like, all right, I'm going to stand up. He right. can also see 360 degrees around his head. <laughs> but he isn't, uh, I think, uh, 
naturally as talented at commentating as he is at basketball being 6'10 and can shoot threes from half court. Did like, you see that uh did you see that Mark Gasol is driving to New Orleans in his Tesla? Love it. On his way to the All-Star game. You just blew my mind. In style. How many times is he going to... Is that all electric? Like, you never have to charge it? Yeah, yeah. He, show, he showed he has to t- stop in Slidell, Mississippi. Ooh, I've been to Slidell. There's a supercharger in Slidell. There's a Slidell, Louisiana, too. And then apparently it says he's going to get to New Orleans with, like, 20, 24% battery. Ooh. I feel nervous. New Orleans isn't a place I want to be driving around looking for my supercharger late at night. No, fam. They have <laughs> roving gangs of children. Yeah. As long as they're carrying battery little packs. Little kids. He's got car service there. All he has to do is valet it at the hotel and then just yeah. whip around on that car service tip. Malo, 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 malo. He's going to be eating so much shrimp. Do, do you guys care about the G League? I kind of like the name. I, I, I The thing about the D League, well, the, that's stupid. The G League's so dumb. Well, but, but the D League was... was not a good name. No, like real the D League on his own, terrible name. Right, That's right, terrible. Right. But yeah, the I guess if you're gonna rebrand it, keep it G. <laughs> but Ooh. but the no, you I just turned me off. Age Christ. I think I think uh, that developmental league, whatever the hell we want to call it, is a great thing for the NBA. Duke University, and will uh, hopefully people realize that uh, college sports is a complete uh, slave trade. We can have actual developmental teams where nineteen-year-olds or eighteen-year-olds can go and play in the D League, make a living, and not. Here's the thing: development. What do you know about the collegiate experience, young man? Developmental has a negative connotation in some ways, right? So, I mean, it's fine to maybe get rid of that. But it's like it's like it's like uh, the Barclays Premier League and the Coca-Cola Championship. Yeah, that's what Europe does. Yeah, and and we should be able to break it down. Cup. No one, no one cares about the D League. Let's be real. No. So yeah, call the Gatorade Lake. Cool. Yeah, lingerie football I'll get, league. I'll, I'll I'll get used to it. All those things. Uh, did you care? Slippery slope, boys. <laughs> did you care Slippery about slope. The Bosnian beast moving to Portland. Uh, I do. I do care about that. Have you guys ever noticed that like uh, both Winklevoss twins play for the Blazers, but in the same yeah. human being? Yeah. Oh yeah. What we're talking about? I mean, I always thought Myers and Myers, Myers and Mason were the the Winklevoss twins. Nope, Myers is both Winklevoss twins. They like merged together, stuffed into, into one, one casing, <laughs> like a double uh, stuffed Oreo. I that's like the type of trade that uh, I feel like behooves both teams in a strange way. The Blazers Blazers got a first out of it. Well, the Blazers are trying like they're maneuvering Grizzlies first. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's they're tough. maneuvering to make a move, right? The, they, they could. They, I mean, those three first round picks. They and have then, the ammo. They got they got ammo. Yeah. And Ed really, Davis is trying to get traded, even you know, he's been horrible. We all saw promise out of use of Nurkic. Yeah. yeah. He he just didn't play well with those guys. But he also quit on a team and guys who quit on teams is not a great thing to have in your resume. Oh, uh have you ever heard of a little player I know Vince uh, Michael Beasley? Yeah. Oh, well. But I mean, you, uh, Nurkic is a what they traded for? What were they? What were they really getting out of a Plumley? No, I like it. No, no, I, I'm not. I, I'm. We're I, back. I, we're back to the the GMs we like. Right. I, I'm not really criticizing. I guess I was just trying to give the devil's advocate position that yeah. he did kind of quit on Denver. Maybe that's not a good sign. But obviously, two years ago, he seemed great. Seemed to have a lot of potential. Yeah. I like it for the Blazers. Uh, and I also like you know I like Terrence Ross going to the Magic. Yeah. I think that's one of them where it's like, all right, good. Give this guy that, a chance to that, spread his wings, see what happens. That's one that I don't get from you guys. Like, like I've never thought of Terrence Ross as even a good player. 
No, I think he's, he, I think he's competent rotationally. Right. Uh, and it's like, it's better than a draft pick where you're rolling the dice that if given high oh. usage, high minutes, playing along in a new system, right. maybe this guy ends up being a 17-point game scorer efficiently. Wow. Becomes an asset. Yeah. I could see 17 points a game. I have a hard time seeing the efficiently. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm expecting it. Right, right. I'm saying it's better than a draft pick. In worst-case scenario, this guy's a competent role player. He's right. someone who can score at an NBA level. Level. Yeah, and then the upside is maybe he ends up being better, like an in, in, a, in a new situation a kind of situation. So, so th- that's why I like it from the Magic, and it, it is finally an uptick towards a decency. Yeah, like oh, that's a move that made sense. Oh, we don't. They didn't have... send your fans screaming to the hills, you know. Well, and on I, I, the ahead, opposite Chuck. end of it, though, I think uh, a lot of people are trying to uh, blow up. Serge Ibaka's like defensive stats and looking at it year over year, he hasn't played that well defensively. He's about league average at rim defense this year. Um, and he's, I don't know, his, his three-point shot never turned into a deadly weapon, and now you've got somebody who isn't really a stretch for... Pretty good three-point shot for a seven-footer. No, yeah, yeah, but he he's still in the mid-30s. It's not like, I guess it's enough to bring a big man out to defend, but it's not something where... I thought he was going to be, you know, one of those Chris Bosh esque or Kevin Love types who could, you know, be a real threat in the corner. And now he's, I don't know, I, I don't think he, I think he's peaked out, and you, you're not going to see any sort of real great improvement on that. Well, do you Toronto guys recall um, the lineup that we um, referred to last year? It was like the that out lineup of death, the lineup of death from Oklahoma. Which from one? Oklahoma City yeah. with Ibaka. Yeah, it was Ibaka, Adams, KD. That that line. The Raptors can now simulate such a lineup. Yeah. Although DeRozan, every lineup he steps into, it's worse. Mm-hmm. So it's, right, but you could eschew DeRozan and throw in Powell. I mean, I feel like Ibaka is a really good piece to try to grab, especially when the clock is ticking for them. I, I like the Ibaka move a lot. I, and I know Ibaka's numbers are not what they once were, where he was a defensive player of the year candidate, et cetera. But... The guy's developed a three-point shot and is still a presence down low. P- probably a top, you know, 20 big man outside of the All-Stars. Yeah. I mean, I think it's so far we like, you know, the trades have been good so far. We like them kind of – no one's gotten totally robbed yet. Like, right. They all think they're pretty good. Although, I mean, you know, the Cavs gave up Birdman for nothing. Whew. Birdman's corpse for nothing. Man. Birdman. Let's show you loyalty is about – Harvey. Anyway, let's move to the awards segment of the program. Uh oh. The International Stack House of Pancakes awarded each week to the worst performance in a box score. You over foreshadowed it with DeRozan. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, DeRozan did not. What? Did not did not make the cutoff. We have uh, we have a few Some really bad outputs we, this week. We have a few honorable mentions. Trey Lyles going over mm. nine. Eric He's, Bledsoe three for fifteen. Crikey. Uh, Michael Carter Williams with a th- rookie year throwback performance, one for nine. Uh, <laughs> we have three nominees as they occurred throughout the week. First was Danny Green in a loss to the Knicks, two for 13, six points, three boards. Also had one assist and one steal, one turnover. That's two for 13. Still pretty poor. Six points. Not very good. Paul George. And a loss to the Cavs. I read about this game. Four for 19, 13 points, seven rebounds, three assists, and a turnover. And then we have Damian Lillard and a loss to the Jazz. Going into that All-Star break with a bang, three for 19, 
13 points, six rebounds, seven assists, one turnover. So Danny Green, two for 13, six points. Paul George, four for 19, 13 points. Damian Lillard, three for 19. I'll cast my vote for the man with two first names. 13 points. Paul George. I'm going Damian Lillard. Yeah. Damo. Really? It's awful. God. He seemed to he had, stuff it otherwise. He had, yeah, I mean, he had more assists. But Paul George, like, they lost because of that. Well, I mean. I, that C.J. Is, McCollum that isn't is, even there. That is true. The, the, the Blazers lost in all facets <laughs> to the Jazz. But, uh. Unfortunately, Damian Lillard, you've you've won the vote. You are this week's he's back international stack house of pancakes. He's been there before, right? Award winner. Oh, he's been there before. Oh. I I have not tallied. Act like you've been there. He, uh, I believe, he has several, a uh, multiple nominee, multiple award winner. Oh yeah, Damian Lillard, welcome back. I think I've I voted for him reflexively. Welcome back. <laughs> All right, par fadeaway. Before we get to a Grizzlies epilogue to look at the Grizzlies, par fadeaway. What are we looking forward to? Well, now that the All Star Game is over, we can go. <laughs> we can look past the All Star Game and look to the rest of the season. Now that the All Star Game is over, so I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. Now that the All Star Game is over, wait they have they haven't played the All Star. That's game, a yet. callback joke from John. Oh yeah, not good at this. Yes and yes and yes and <laughs> there's no All Star. It's played yes, and. but yeah, no. The All Star Weekend is here. Finally. It seems like we, it's a little. It's more than half of the season to get to the All Star Game, so oh, it's, yeah, it's yeah. the like what what I love the most is coming up after the All Star break, where teams actually care. I'm just ready for the guy from Ed to be in the Celebrity Game again. Oh yeah, the meanest I man don't in ever the world. watch the Celebrity Game. No, they need to replace I don't believe that. You. I don't. They need to replace I don't get that. It. it is like, please, actually, no. no tell, I, tell I me what they want to replace. replace it with. I want to replace the Celebrity Game with uh, like NBA players and American Gladiators. Oh yeah! Like anything, bring back jousting. American gladiators, literally jousting, anything. The gauntlet, you know that. When were they shoot tennis balls? I, I think they shoot tennis balls. I would, man. I was flipping channels the other day, and it must have been the I don't know when it was. If it was a rerun of something around the Pro Bowl, the NFL yeah. Pro Bowl, which I haven't watched in I don't know how long. However, it was just one of those things I remember watching as a kid, where quarterbacks were trying yeah. to throw it through like moving things On and like, like a golf cart, throw it into yeah. buckets and things. Yeah. I could watch that all day. Yeah, Dan Marino. That stuff's that. A, that stuff's amazing. Yeah, it's like uh, like the the skills challenge on All Star Saturday night. That's not exciting. Although it was exciting last year when the big guy won. Camera, which was it? Was it Porzingis? Carl Anthony Towns. Anthony Towns won. Cole Cat, yeah. So yeah. big cat won. No, but like I would, yeah, I would watch uh, NFL. I would watch NBA players do the NFL quarterback thing. Yeah, bring that, back, that'd be fine. Bring back Dan Deardorff or the original American Gladiators thing with the tennis ball mm-hmm. thing shooting at him. That was the I'd love best. to see the joust. I watch anything. You can bring as long back as I can Nitro. Nitro. And Blaze. Nitro was my man. He was the best one. I do love a good Hawaiian. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to our show, actually, next week. Teaser. We're going to have a very special guest. Oh, yeah. I, I watched him win a dunk contest So today. very special. Oh, a little, little, little hint. A little hint. We think we're, J- having, we're having a dunk contest winner. J.R. Ryder. As, a, as a, on the show. I wish. Fred Jones. <laughs> he Bob Sura. He, he, he didn't win, right? Anyway. I think so. But that's something I'm uh, really looking forward to, hoping it will be good. All right, uh, stick around for the Grizzlies epilogue. The rest of you guys who don't want to hear about Fired up. the greatest team in the NBA. Just kidding. Uh, the heat. Stick around. But anyway, Pelicans. you guys go write those iTunes reviews. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. Like us on Twitter. No, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at fastbreakbreak. Patreon. Guys, you guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. 
All right. Welcome to the Grizzlies epilogue. I, I Easiest money in the business. Any Pelicans line against the damn Grizzlies. <laughs> you know the Pelicans have more wins against the Grizzlies than any other team in the NBA? The, I don't think they process that. The Pelicans hadn't won in Memphis in three years, I don't think. Well, that's who they beat. I like that the Grizzlies lost to the Pelicans because it kind of puts everybody back in their place they should have been. I felt like if they would have... Tell them what you told me before the game. Oh, well, I mean, Fisdale said treat this like a game seven. What the hell does that mean? Well, I mean, that means it's a loss for the Christ Grizzlies. Christ on the cross. Who have who have never won a game seven. But Fisdale has some game seven positive memories. Does he? From the heat. Oh, know? yeah. They, so, won, they won one. Yeah. But uh, I, I like I like that they lost that one because I felt like maybe the trajectory one. would two. was going too well for the Grizzlies. Maybe they would have felt too good about themselves. Like, they hot. But because uh, they've been taking care of business against some bad teams. You upset about the Tony, Tony Douglas streak ending? Oh, uh, which is the winning streak? What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been really good with Tony Douglas. Hurt. Tony, here's what I'm worried about. Here's my, here's my concern. Here's my Memphis Grizzlies problem. We were lauding Fisdale early in the season. Like, look, he's giving minutes to Troy Williams. Deontay Davis is going to be good. He's just playing Andrew Harrison no matter what. Wade Baldwin's playing. He's boy. No one's playing anymore. Tony Douglas and Vince Carter are, but yeah. you guys do use, and and I think this is something he pulled from the Heat uh, playbook. You guys do use your D League team, the, the we Wich- do, Wichita, man, but that doesn't Wichita count. City. Like Jarrell Martin can go to no, Iowa those, and kill everybody. That's Jarrell what I'm saying. Martin. But those those minutes, I think, count. I think they need game experience. I'm and just there's saying, not enough tick. For the everybody. Grizzlies are now relying so heavily Jaeger style. On right. Vince Carter and a ten-day contract point guard. I hate to like, harken back to like, Jaeger, but like we're back. We're also and I, Jaeger's I, doing great out in Sacramento. Indeed, uh, but he couldn't give me that nineteen-point cover, baby. But anyways, I will say this: I hate to praise Jaeger and I hate to besmirch Fizdale, but end of game plays. Oh yeah, there's no Fizdale's terrible. No, no, he he hasn't gotten Jaeger and Hollins have him destroyed on that front, and that that is him rookie head coaching. Type you can tell that's not, that's not his his forte. In the games we are toast. <laughs> I mean that's not. I mean honestly, as as everyone's covered the Grizzlies' great success in close games, it still exists because you know Mike and Mark are really good. So like going into the All Star break, my big picture look at the Grizzlies is on the one hand they're far exceeding how good I thought they would be. They're on a fifty win pace. They couldn't have been worse, Keith. Marcus saw is averaging 20 points a game, six rebounds, four assists. He's shooting 38% from three. Blowing up. These are unheard of coming into the season. The question was, could he get back to what he was last year? Because he broke his navicular bone. He was not even that good last I year. I beg your pardon. Like, he, he was slumping. Like, Mike Conley and Mark Gasol did not look awesome last year when they played. And then they got hurt. So coming into the season, my expectation was, all right, if Chandler Parsons can give us something, Whoops. the Grizzlies might be, you know, a 45-win team. Chandler Parsons has been an abject failure. He's awful. He's a yeah. bum. I can't think of any instance of any NBA player. Worst player on the team. Coming in and doing, I'm going to play 20 minutes every two games and be terrible the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like it's- I, I mean, like... Like, like, like I, I know, I know it's a knee injury versus a, tor- a torn hamstring. Chris Middleton tore his hamstring clean off the bone. Sorry, future Grizzly. Future Grizzly Chris Middleton, uh, actual name. <laughs> he 
He returned, you know, like first game, played 20 minutes. Second game, played 20 minutes. Third game, he threw up 22 points. Chandler Parsons' season high, I think, is 15. Has he even Chandler played? Parsons, you Jezebel. And then Chandler Parsons <laughs> is all putting his, his, his Instagram, it was his Snapchat, being like, I'm flying to Cancun. And it's mm. like, literally, if, if all the Grizzlies' Chandler Parsons' minutes were going to other Grizzlies, they'd be better. Yeah. Like, James Ennis is crazy better than Chandler Parsons. And, I mean, John, I, I assume... Oh, you're right. But there's literally no way Chandler Parsons is good during the playoffs. No. I mean, like... The whole, the whole narrative where he's, like, going to round into form, that's not happening. He's rounding into form, and he's missing planned games. Like, they had a home game on Wednesday, home game on Friday, planned rest. It's like you had two days off. Boom. You played 20 minutes last game. Maybe it's I not mean, planned rest. Maybe they want to win. Yeah, no, that's the thing. One thing I heard that blew blew my mind from Grind City Media was the Mike Wallace, the guy for Grind City Media, was saying if the playoffs started tonight, he would start Chandler Parsons because it gives him the best chance to win. And Verna no. Vern, was like, "You're crazy." Yeah. If the playoffs start tonight, Chandler Parsons gets a DMP. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, no it, doubt doesn't play a minute. So my yeah. my question for the Grizzlies is, at what point do they pull the plug? Because literally, James Ennis is better, and it's like. At I what just point? don't know if you can sell this low, but maybe this is. Well, like, you can't sell. I'm just saying, like, you're not playing. Sit him out. Like, you, you're a backup. I, I, I would do that now. Maybe this is some sort of like advanced management technique where they know from the like physical training staff that he's he, that like minutes restriction and stuff like that is is best for him, and they don't want to put stress on it. Like, there's all sorts of like sensors they put on. Knees. I'm all about Fizdale, but he's not Greg Popovich. He hit Chandler Parsons hit like a, a backhanded layup. Where like he kind of slowed down and like I got, I got jumped up off my couch. Yeah. Like oh he made like a move and that's like we assumed he was going to be a scorer. Right. Like we assumed he is a shell. Yeah. He is a VIP of a basketball party player. boy. He is yeah. a party boy. We're, and the fact that he's all about the party is, is rubbing the grizzlies. We're party boy. We were expecting Justin Timberlake and you got Joey Fatone. That's right. We got Fatone. That's can, what happens. Can you make that a, a musical reference? I don't. We were expecting. Bye bye bye. <laughs> We were expecting uh, one of the Hansons. You're, you're expecting was, a, ga- a Gaston, and you only got a LeFou. Uh, <laughs> oh dear! Goes back. What do you call him? Full circle. Full circle. Disney reference. Love well, it. Yeah. Well, so I guess that's a, that's our Grizzlies epilogue. I mean, again, I'm big picture. I'm feeling great about where the Grizzlies are because Mike Conley's having one of his best years. I it mean, looks like good. He looks. He's better than he was last year, which is the fact that Mike Conley and Mark Gasol are doing so well. If they were giving, you should start Mike Conley on the East instead of Carmelo Anthony. I, oh, I agree with that completely. <laughs> but like, if they had like a good player to give Tony Douglas's and a Chandler James Parsons Johnson type minutes yep. to, oh man, a James Johnson or a um, I don't so know. I kind of hope they do make a move. Just sitting Pat. I don't, I don't know. think they're going to. I don't. I'm not. Sh- do you think there's any chance that Chandler Parsons' second half of the season gets his legs under him and turns into a there's shell? Only, there's only. Only if he's There's only 30, 30 games, games left. left. Yeah, I guess the last, you know. It was like 25 games. Was like, quarter of the season. No, I don't. I, w- there's nothing I've seen. Lacrosse superstar. From Taylor him Parsons. playing, it's been like, what, a whole year or yeah. more since his injuries. Rowing captain. And I don't Parsons. get what, like his running gait, and I can't move, it's and I'm slow. Like Brooke Lopez closed out on him, and he could not blow past him. That's like he couldn't dribble past Brooke Lopez. Unfrozen caveman three-point shooter closed out on him. He couldn't get by him. No, not Rob. Fire bad. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's sideshow bobbing. Yeah. That's good. All right. So that's our Christmas epilogue. Thanks for listening. Uh, We appreciate it. You guys have a good all-star break, and we will see you on the other side. We arrive safely.
Yeah, never apologize for being G&G. Fab break break, man, you understand?